0: Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 20 of The Wiles of Satan. Antidote 4. The fourth antidote is to be abundant in the use of prayer. As faith is the best of graces, in resisting Satan, so prayer is the best of duties. The neglect of prayer was the beginning of Saul's fall, as most of the fathers interpret 1 Samuel 14, 19, when Saul commanded the priest to withdraw his hand from the ark. They say of the palm tree that all its strength lies on the top The same is true of a Christian. All his strength lies above. There is a threefold use of prayer as a duty, for prayer is an offering. The psalmist compares it to incense in Psalm 141. A sacrifice is but a visible prayer, and prayer is nothing else but an audible sacrifice. As a dignity, when a man abstracts himself from earth and grows into familiarity with God, it is a Mount Tabor wherein the soul has admirable transfigurations and does not see Moses and Elijah, but God. As a necessity, for God has left prayer as our city of refuge, to which we can, on all occasions, flee. Paul would have the Thessalonians to pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, and the Ephesians to pray always, Ephesians 6.18. There is no duty at all times so seasonable and useful as prayer. When we want blessings, prayer is the key whereby we unlock the treasury of heaven and gain the blessings we need. When we are assaulted by Satan, it is one of the best weapons we can use to defend ourselves with. When David did not know how to withstand the wisdom of Achitophel, who was then as an oracle of God, he prayed, Lord, turn the counsel of Ahithophel unto foolishness. 2 Samuel 15.31 So you should pray, O Lord, turn the counsel of this hellish adversary into folly. When Jehoshaphat was in a great strait, the captains of the enemy having beset him about, 2 Chronicles 18.31 He cried out, and the Lord helped him and moved them to depart from him. This now is our way to take ourselves to prayer. Bernard excellently said, Satan's temptations are grievous to us, but our prayers are far more grievous to him. You do not know how you wound his head with prayer when he brushes your heel with temptations therefore be much in prayer it works deliverance from men from devils from all the straits you can be surrounded with for this cause said the apostle in second corinthians 12:8 i besought the lord thrice that is when he was under the buffetings of satan pray christ said That you enter not into temptation. So pray that you fall not under temptation when you are entered into it. Prayer delivers us out of temptation. Matthew 26 41. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Chrysologus said, He is sure to go into temptation who goes not to prayer. In temptation, it gives a supply of strength. Exodus seventeen, eleven. Moses' sword was stronger than Joshua's. And prayer binds all our armor together, for prayer is the armor of the armor. And though it has no distinct part to which it is applied, yet it must be used with every piece of armor, without which all the armor will be no armor at all. Antidote 5. The fifth antidote is to take heed of giving place to the devil. It is the Apostles' counsel in Ephesians 4.27. That is, do not yield the least compliance with any temptation of Satan's. Jerome said, The thought of evil is letting the head of the old serpent in, by which he will quickly wind in his whole body. When you parley with temptations and take them little by little into your thoughts, which at the first rising you should spit at, the victory is half gotten by Satan It is not good to let poison rest under the tongue. It should be immediately spit out. Dalliances with temptations have proved fatal unto many, of which many instances might be given. It is a remarkable saying of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 10.13 regarding a foolish man. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, but the end of his talk is mischievous madness. If you admit one, the other will follow. Antidote 6. Take heed of venturing upon the occasions of sin and coming near the borders of temptation. Do not Expose yourselves to them. Bernard said that he was preserved from sin in three ways. By withdrawing from the occasion, by having power given to resist, and by having his affections healed and changed. For I would have, he said, easily fallen into many sins, but God, having mercy on me, did not suffer such an occasion to apprehend me. Job said of himself, Job 31.1, I have made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? And Solomon bid those who are given to wine not to look upon it when it is red, when it gives color in the cup, when it moves itself aright, Proverbs 23:31. Objects have in them a kind of efficiency, and they work the heart accordingly to good or bad, as men are in themselves good or bad. Beholding Jesus Christ and eyeing him in his death and suffering is an excellent and powerful means to mortify lusts and corruptions. So, To quicken any lust or corruption is to present the object to the sense and the mind which suddenly awakens those corrupt dispositions and inclinations that are there and calls them out as the presence of the iron does that virtue that is in a magnet. Some physicians say That every body has in it a natural balsam, which will, of itself, heal any wound or hurt the creature has received, provided it is kept clean from external putrefaction. But we are so far from this natural balsam that we have in us a natural poison, that is, original sin That receives corroborations, as it were, from every object and occasion. Thus, the scripture tells us that Eve, when in a state of innocence, saw that that fruit was good, and was thereby induced to taste of it, and the bitterness of it she found unanswerable to that, what it promised to the sight. Take heed, therefore of coming near the borders of temptations. Beware of objects and occasions that may inflame you. Our hearts are powder, and therefore we must take heed of sparks. Do not give an indulgence nor liberty to the eyes. When Solomon played the critic, he did not withhold his eyes from whatsoever he desired. Ecclesiastes 2.10 but when you are to do the office of Christians, you must circumscribe and confine your eyes and other senses. And if you would mortify your eyes, then mortify your hearts. The eye and the heart have a great sympathy to each other. The way to keep yourselves from being hurt by objects and occasions is to keep the heart pure, to subdue in there. Laying the medicine to the heart is like putting it to the wound. The other is like laying it to the weapon, which is not so natural. We must therefore lay a strict law upon every member of our body, yet we must not think so to look to the heart as to neglect the outward man. In navigation, cosmography is no less useful than than astrology because all the observations of the stars are in reference to the earth and to the place to which they sail and in our spiritual voyage to heaven it is no less requisite that we study the map of our own earth than to study the globe of heaven where we are sailing was episode 20 of The Wiles of Satan by William Spursto